Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. Here we are. It's nearing the end of February. And we would be hoping that we would be talking about the beginning of spring training and how that's seen as a somewhat useless thing nowadays. But unfortunately, there is no baseball news, which is bad baseball news, if we're being honest. Yeah, it's. It, it, I don't even listen to stuff anymore, right? I mean, it's not really interesting to listen to them talk about the would-be starting rotations if you're listening to you know MLB Network and all that. I'm just kind of like, I just just get this thing done. Right? There is just it's the kind of thing where now it's like, are we really gonna? I guess the good thing that I've been hearing everybody been talking about in terms of getting this to solve, like this resolved, that there's not an actual major like contractual labor dispute between the two groups, which is what has caused any kind of like actual strike to impact the season for pretty much any of the major sports before this. This isn't like back in what was it, 93, 94, when we had the last strike, there was Mm -hmm. actually like a major issue that caused that strike where we really don't have that in this situation. It's more of just, I I think, I think, you know, Tony Clark, the players association has gotten hammered president has gotten hammered for giving away too much last time for cult creature comforts, like, you know, better locker rooms and, and the players just really want more money as we've heard and so on and so forth. But the owners locked them out, obviously, so that they couldn't strike. My owners are saying, look, we're not going to let you start the season. We could play under the old CBA when not have an agreement. But the problem is then the players have the upper hand because as they did in 94, 90, you know, into 95, they struck because they could because it was the middle of the season and they had a hammer. If they never get into spring training, that the, the owners are precluding their ability to to strike. To drop that hammer. So kind of puts us in a tough tough position because there, there's not as much. And, you know, in the past, we had talked about baseball movies. And I think one of the things about a baseball movie that makes it work so well as a movie is that the game of baseball lends itself really well to the structure of a movie. There's a lot of time, especially if you're doing a movie about characters, you're following a pitcher. You can be on the mound in the pitcher's head, really getting into him in that moment, which especially with a, the, a lot of other faster moving sports, you can't really do that. Like think when I think about like football movies, for instance, how many football movies are like about the coach? There's a right. lot of them. Any given Sunday, right. there's a lot of movies about the coach. Remember the Titans is ultimately about the coach. Yes, it's a football movie about the team, but you're following the coach. You, I mean, then there's stuff like Draft Day, which uh, that's not really a football movie, but it's still a movie about football. But I just think that's one of the things that lends itself so well to baseball being a movie is that not only the pace of the game and the ability to have any one given play be a very dramatic thing, but also the nine inning structure of a baseball game, the length of the season, all that really lends itself very well to a movie type structure where I think when you look at a lot of other sports movies, it's harder for them to do that. Like basketball, especially I think. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball. Um, well, uh, and, and, and I actually, I, I included soccer um, or, mm-hmm. or football if you're not from this country. Um, and, and I was, uh, you know, we'll get to that later, but I was struck by how few soccer movies there are that are really about soccer. We can get into parsing, you know, the idea of what's a sports movie, right. And what's not a sports movie and how much sports do you need to have, but we're kind of lumping a lot of them together where they, 
maybe aren't you died in the wool you know team goes ragtag team you know that couldn't get it done the little engine that could and they won the championship yeah you, there's only so much of that you can watch and there's a lot of sports movies that do a great job of going way beyond that yeah and i mean if i want to start off talking about like other sports movies that i've particularly enjoyed weirdly one where there's not a lot of movies but the ones that there have been are all really really good is golf movies yeah the number yeah. of really good golf movies, considering there's only about like 50-ish golf movies that have ever been made, the ones that have all been made actually are, there are a lot of really, really good movies in there that are both dramas and comedies. There's actually some really funny golf movies. Well, and to your point, I think, you know, part of it is because you have the time, right? Because exactly. golf is not like baseball. It's not fast. So you can kind of, even between swings, if you're showing a, a, a player playing during, you know, a, a round or something like that, you've got the opportunity to have, you know, all kinds of repartee and, and, and things happen in the middle of the game as it's happening. Exactly, because I, I think you have like something like Tin Cup, which is like you got to again go back to the fact that Kevin Costner, really, if you look at him, is kind of the goat of sports movies, just because yes. he's been in so many good ones. That but like Adam Sandler gets gets an honorable mention though, because he yeah, <laughs> which is I think the interesting thing is that there's both Caddyshack and Happy Gilmore for golf movies, so you've got two of the better comedy sports movies right there that are actually pretty good movies like yes. i enjoy a lot of them even something like the legend of bagger vance was a really good movie and uh, i very I much enjoyed that, it yeah yeah, yeah i agree just, I, I like that it was a little sappy at times but i like that movie I, and then i think what's interesting is contrasting about all of those movies are very explicitly about the game of golf you know what i mean mm -hmm. those are all golf movies but then you could kind of move over and look at something like basketball where it feels like a lot of the best basketball movies you know putting literally air quotes around basketball like they just have basketball as sort of like the backdrop of the movie it's not really what the movie's about in the end well, and, and, and that's true of movies. If let's let's be honest, you know, that's it's it's not always about you know the sport itself, but some some are bigger drivers of the of the spoilers. I, I think basketball movies and football movies are, are are particular for this one because shooting a good looking basketball or football scene is really hard. Like we've all seen the football scenes in Rudy; they're not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I would go in. There would be one of my least favorite football movies. And well, okay. all the that is because you are a gigantic USC fan. And the movie yeah, of Rudy right, is just right. basically lionizing the institution of Notre Dame. So yeah, maybe, maybe maybe that's just a little part of it. Let's leave it at that. Like just a little part of it. But it's just interesting thinking about how, like, when I think of baseball movies that aren't really baseball movies, the only one that immediately comes to mind is The Fan with Snipes and De Niro. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. that's a movie about a baseball player, but baseball really doesn't have much to do with it's the movie the itself the story that 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 right right that but about i think about a movie like i i'd reference it before any given sunday football is in that movie but it's about al pacino and his struggles of being a coach in his life not about the game of football <laughs> and, so just, and I, if you so if you, you Going back to basketball for a second, so you 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 mentioned um, you know that the stories can be way beyond that, and I think loving basketball, and I think you feel the same way. Is just you know I would say that's maybe my number one basketball movie actually. The thing that's tough about it is it's just such a good movie, right? Even if it really doesn't have that, it's not really about playing basketball, but it's just it's a basketball is the drive. You could have in some senses you could have replaced basketball with a lot of other things 
and it would still work in the same way. But the fact that it is basketball is what makes it unique in that. Sense. But if you're going to, if you're going to limit it to like, you know, like a, a Hoosiers kind of a movie or even coach, Carter, right, which is about the team excelling in the college, and then that's kind of a basketball movie. Those they kind of have the same vibe, which make them different than a movie like White Man Can Jump because there's no professional basketball in that. But that's a movie that's a lot about basketball, and I think that's where you get into a very like a lot of the, the interesting conversations about sports movies because how much does the movie have to be about following a team or a professional player for it to be a a sport movie? You know, because right. I, I think if you look at some of the best sports movies, like racing movies actually have been fantastic. There's a lot of yeah. really good both car racing and horse racing movies, even if maybe very, very traditional sports fans don't really consider them sports, so to say. It's a competition, but it's still really they're great movies. Rush was a fantastic movie. Days of Thunder was a fantastic movie about car racing. And those are about car racing. Ford versus well, Ferrari. And Right. Ford versus Ferrari. You've got you, you can keep going. Um, and, and we didn't even talk about the Fast and the Furious. Does that count as, as a car race? Yeah, maybe the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, by like six or seven, when they're flying around the world on helicopters doing action stunts, they've been a little, moved a little bit past car racing at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think, you know, it's just a man thing to a certain degree that for whatever reason, I know how silly those movies are, but I watch them all the Fast and the Furious. It's as absurd as they are. Uh, I like watching them. And I think it's interesting because one of the things is when you look at like the car racing movies, those have actually become a pretty prestigious genre of sports movies in terms of what they've released recently outside of like. Talad, uh, Talladega, uh, Legend of Ricky Talladega Bobby. Nights, yeah. yeah, like Legend of Ricky Bobby is a car racing movie. That's a comedy. But then I think the other probably classical prestige genre of sports movies is boxing movies. Yeah. That was like yeah. the original genre of like, no, these are not only about boxing, but they're great movies on top of being boxing. And like, you could just go down the list of how many absolutely incredible boxing movies there are. And right. And when when Rocky came out in 1976, showing my my uh, my age there, um, I, I remember it was made for six hundred thousand dollars. The whole movie, so Stallone did everything, script, you know, produced it. Um, I don't think he directed it, but obviously starred in it. And 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 the graphic nature that they used to, when when there was the the fight scenes about the sweat and the spit and the blood, that was kind of you know, Raging Bull did the same thing. And boxing movies really depicted that. The earlier boxing movies, and there were a lot of them, right? Because it's always been easy to shoot boxing because it's in a little ring and you know even you have all these old gentleman jim corbett you know uh movies from mm -hmm. the 30s and the 40s and and it's a pretty easy um, sport to shoot in that respect but the drama and the and the and the uh graphic nature of boxing i think makes it a very visual thing for the you know the viewer and and, and a fun thing to watch and, and i think what it is when i look at like when you look at the movies that traditionally what I'm noticing is it's the solo. It's interesting because baseball is kind of the only one that really escapes it. But when you look at all of these sports that are turning into great movies, it's a lot of the single sports where it's the singular athlete, either competing against the field or one other person, because that, that lends itself to a really good narrative where I think as, as soon as you get into having to tell the story of a team, it gets a lot harder because you suddenly have to just increase the number of people that are relevant to the story 
story to such a degree. When you're following a boxer, there's the boxer and the people in his life that the movie are about. If you're following a baseball team, you have all of the players and all the people in their lives if you're trying to do this really detailed movie. That's a lot of characters. It gets hard to write something like that. So the, the Will Smith movie, Ali, right? Is that a movie about boxing? It's really a movie about Ali, who happened to be a boxer. Uh, and it, but I, I don't know if you would look at it in the same way you might um, a movie that had a lot more boxing scenes in it. And that movie actually didn't have that many. And, and you know, no, no, you see even something like Million Dollar Baby, which as far as a drama movie is a phenomenal movie. And it is about boxing, but it also isn't, which I think is kind of like the really interesting point to the, this whole discussion. And I, I think it's also interesting because one of the solo sports where I'd think it would actually lend itself really well to movie making. And for whatever reason, there's just like not any good movies. Of, there's just no good tennis movies. No, no. And, and, and you know, I'm a tennis player uh, and, and I would try to defend that idiom. If I, you know what, the, the best tennis movie ever made might be up for an Academy Award this year, possibly. And I haven't seen it, I, I, but from what I've read and I will see it, um, the, uh, you know, Richard King Richard, uh, again, Another with Will Smith, Smith movie. <laughs> So, so maybe he's vying with, um, you know, um, with Adam Sandler and Kevin Costner for the sports movie guy uh, award. Um, and, and, you know, because there just aren't any. I mean, Borg versus McEnroe was not great. Wimbledon um, was like Wimbledon a romantic was comedy, basically. <laughs> Match Point made by Woody Allen years ago was just a weird I mean, It's a movie. Woody Allen movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> true, true story. And then only made 34 tennis ep- um, movies, actually, which kind of surprised me in comparison to the 119 for boxing and 109 for car racing, 115. It's interesting that's around the same number for these, right? 115 for horse racing, 114 for soccer, um, 76 hockey movies, 118 basketball movies, too. Yes, I, I think we, that's we'll get to that. Yeah, there, that's something that doesn't get enough recognition is that hockey, actually, there's like, granted, I'm particularly partial as a millennial that like I grew up with the Mighty Duck movies and the Mighty Ducks movies yeah. were all fantastic. Like uh, Emilio Estevez as a uh, Gordon. Uh, what was his last name? Yeah, yeah. It's going to bug yeah. me. I'm Gordon, the hockey coach. Gordon. Yeah, he had my name. So, of course, I'm going to remember it. But I love those movies. I watched them. Mighty Ducks 1, 2, and 3 countless number of times growing up. And even then we had stuff like Miracle come out where I think Miracle was probably able to escape the normal pitfalls of a team-based movie because of the event that it was talking about. There was such a strong narrative event of this team winning the gold medal that it kind of allowed it to surpass some of the normal pitfalls, I think, when you just follow, like, a regular team. Like, for instance, Moneyball as a baseball movie. I think if you strip away the Billy Bean drama and you make it just about that A's team, it's not nearly as interesting a movie. Right. Right, right, right. And, 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 and you're right. You know, the, the, the hockey movies, you know, miracle. And we already knew the result, right? So you're watching this movie and somehow they managed to make it suspenseful, even though you know what happened. Like that, that to me is the sign of like a really good movie is when you know how it's going to turn out. And you still like, like I watch like one of my favorite, it's not a movie, but one of my favorite anime that I watch, if I'm going to out myself here is a volleyball one. I've actually read the entire mm-hmm. manga that it's based off of. And now they're anime. I know what's going to happen. I've read everything. I know when they win and I know when they're going to lose. And when I'm watching it, I still get extremely excited because they know how to do the tension when they're displaying it. And I think really good movies, like they get that. They understand how to, even if you know 
at the end of the movie, the good team is going to win. You still have to create that drama for everybody that makes you think even for just a minute, well, maybe they're not going to win. You have, you, have to, you have to somehow trick the audience into believing somehow in Miracle that the U.S. actually might lose for a minute. <laughs> Against all odds. Well, that's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, have you seen Slapshot? I don't think I ever asked you that. I mean, have you actually seen it? I have never seen Slapshot. I have heard of it. I'm aware of it right. as a comedy, but I've never watched it myself. Well, I, it's, it's, I guess it's a comedy. Um, I didn't really think of it. It was a, it was, it was a depiction of the game that a lot of people hadn't seen because it talked about minor. It was dealing with minor league hockey, and so, uh, and because Paul Newman was in it at the time, he was still uh, an aging leading man. That's why it got all that notoriety. But the graphic nature of what hockey was was probably something that people hadn't seen before, and that's what made Slapshot. You know, the dirtiness and the and and the blood and the and the it, all that went into that. The, how rough the sport was was something that I think a lot of people have were who were not hockey fans per se, and then didn't know that inherently. Went, whoa, this game is brutal. And I think that's what makes it exciting. It allows you to see these sides of the sport. And I think that's why boxing movies do so well. Is we only see the boxers for the. 15 minutes they're in the ring fighting each other but when you follow their story like i always remember it was the mark Wahlberg movie that um was it the boxer the fighter with mark Wahlberg and christian bale that was a phenomenal movie because you got to see everything that boxer put in to be who he was which is why i think you're starting to see and now i think this is really interesting that you're going to see i think a transition away from boxing movies we've already started seeing that boxing movies to ufc style movies oh yes absolutely there have been a lot of good ones that have come in. And now, especially because one of the big advantages the UFC style movies have, and it's going to take somebody is that they actually already have a script for how to do all their action scenes. It's called follow what they've been doing in Kung Fu and martial arts movies for the past 50 years. You already know how to shoot awesome looking martial arts scenes. You can do that in your UFC movies now. And yeah, I, yeah. I've I think, seen some really right, you'll good see, ones. You'll see a lot more of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, especially yeah. as that sport gets more and more popular, because I, I mean, to go off a bit of a tangent, it's strange that the, the lasting injuries from UFC are as debilitating, but not as dangerous in some respects as boxing because of the way that the blows are interchanged. You're going to mess up your body doing UFC, but you're not just taking repeated blows to the head for like seven, eight years like you do as a boxer. <laughs> So and, and 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 it has every bit the graphic nature, right, of what a boxing movie would. You're going to get all the blood and guts and and stuff like that that that, that make it so like you know, I I know when wait when your mom watches a you know a movie and and she she sees the boxing she's turning away she can't even watch even though she knows it's staged right and there's sweat and blood going all like 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 oh I can't watch you know and and a lot of people are like that. And then, yeah, but I think that's what, what you need those movies to draw you in. That's what made Raging Bull so good. That's what made Rocky so good. That's what even makes great baseball movies good is that they draw you in. And for that two hours you're in the theater or watching it, you feel like you understand what it's like to be part of that group. I, I, like as somebody that's played baseball, that's been in locker rooms, there's that moment where you would, especially when you've watched it and you know, because you've participated and you're like, yeah, these people knew when they were making this movie, what it actually was like, because when you've played these sports and I, I'm sure anybody that's played any sport at a high level, when you watch one of these movies, there's something in the movie that's inevitably going to take you out when you're like, it wouldn't work that way. 
it does it like i always remember when i was watching some baseball show and it was about some young pitcher and his whole thing was that he didn't ever have the same grip when he threw a fastball and i'm like but that wouldn't work <laughs> he would literally <laughs> never know where the ball is going this wouldn't be a good strategy and the show's like trying to push this as it's like a great idea and i'm like but but he's throwing a palm ball how is this working <laughs> Right, right, and we and and we all know. Okay, I'm watching a movie. I'm supposed to suspend my disbelief because, um, you know, looking at, at all the different movies, and then I started getting into. Um, I was looking at one of the soccer movies that I had uh, as about the 1950 World Cup, um, where the U.S. Uh, beat uh, England in a prelim match against all odds with you know uh, the usual ragtag bunch. But the amount of liberties they took in the movie when I read the backstory in order to make the story kind of work. Well, yeah, they had actually played them before, and this guy, their best player, didn't show up for the other. So all these little things that uh, they don't refer to any of that stuff in the movie because it doesn't make for as good a movie. No, that's the whole thing. So. Like, you have to dramatize. Now, sometimes you get lucky, and the story just works to be super dramatic. The new Kurt. It was Warner called movie. the Game of Our Lives, by the way. I'm sorry. Okay, the Game of Yeah. It's like when you look at like the new Kurt Warner movie that just came out, American Underdog. Like, okay, yeah, it's gonna work as a movie because here's this guy that was a grocery store stealth shelf stalker that then somehow found himself playing as, as one of the better quarterbacks of the late '90s, early 2000s, and won a Super Bowl. Like, that's just a cool story. It works really well, and maybe we'll be lucky and we'll get a Mike White story someday. <laughs> yeah yeah I, one magical I, I, I really like the guy who comes right right the magical day that he you know he beat this uh, a super bowl you know team you know uh in front of his adoring fans never to play again oh yeah definitely yeah, i i could see that those are like tv movie subject though i thought that the kurt warner like if it was 40 years ago it would have been a tv movie it wouldn't have been a feature movie they don't have tv movies anymore right release them wherever well yeah it'll be netflix originals now <laughs> right 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 so um if if I, I hadn't really thought about doing this, but if you had to pick one or two, let's like just one or two in any of the categories to say this, because, you know, and times year has changed. So I understand this is just sort of random. Do you have any like favorites like, OK, football movie, when I watch a football movie, my favorite to watch and either whether it's dated or not is whatever. It be, or And maybe you have a second. Do you have any that you would run, go to? Hmm. For me, it's really tough with football because I'm always torn between two movies that I've actually already talked about hilariously enough that are not super about football but I just love them as movies. And that's Remember the Titans and Eddie Given Sunday. Mm -hmm. Those are just both, I think Remember the Titans just because Denzel is so good in that movie, at least the one I watched, because I know there is, well, there's Brian's song, which I think is the same no, no. story. Well, Brian's song was 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 different. That that's a that was a TV movie actually, um, and and it was it was about football, but a, a, a lot more than that too. So for, a little for, bit yeah, dated it, in today's uh, for world. me. Remember the Titans, any given Sunday, or actually the like the Blind Side's another movie that's a football movie, but it's not really a football movie. There's so much like they don't really play that much football in that movie. So I'd probably go with either Remember the Titans or any okay. given Sunday for a football movie. What what about you? Uh, I, one thing I, I noted when I was looking back at the movies and I didn't realize, I've forgotten that Ho The Horse Feathers, which is a Marx Brothers movie, is actually a football movie, or at least it's re regarded to be a football movie. Uh, that would not be at the top of my list. I would probably pick a movie you didn't mention is, is North Dallas 40. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Never. That was a movie that came out in the... 
Yeah, yeah. That was when you saw Nick Nolte was the star. It was in the 70s. I think Mac Davis, the country singer, was a star. And it showed the guys taking drugs to, to you know, taking pills in order to go out and play the game. And I think for fans like me, uh, young fans at that time, it was kind of like, wow, you know, this is really going on. And, and it made you think about the game in a way that maybe I didn't every day. So I just remember that particular movie very well. And I also remember Paper Lion, which you've never heard, but a, a writer named George Plimpton um, for Sports Illustrated basically got into the Detroit Lions uh, camp and as a back as a quarterback and went through you know practice with these guys if he's if he's as if he were a guy going to play on the team and so all the guys i guess later on they found out when they when he wrote about it and it was a ruse and he was not really that they were like you know yeah he didn't really look that good out there like you no know, this is a writer a big tall writer trying to play football how he got as far as he before you got I'm out, surprised. it was amazing. Because like, players so. know. You know as a player when, like, especially a professional, right. you would know within seconds. Like, I there was a great little video that came out. You can find it on YouTube where uh, Jared Goff, when he was still in L.A., goes to some Juco college dressed up as, like, a new transfer student. And he goes out on the field, and they're like, they, they send him over to the quarterbacks. The coaches are like, oh, yeah, this is the uh, the new transfer student. We're giving him a look today. And he goes back, and he drops back for his first pass, and he just throws this seed across the field. And you see all the other quarterbacks just look at each other like, what the hell? Where did this guy come from? Like, they could tell <laughs> from one pass that, like, oh, dude, this dude's on another level. Well, you know, they, they had one word. They all, all thought of the same word was transfer. Yeah, transfer. <laughs> They're like, transfer. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, okay, like, so how about – um, go ahead. Well, I was going to say for basketball, basketball is hard, I think. Basketball is probably the hardest one for me because you, when you're looking at it, you have – there's like a top four where it's really tough to pick from any of them in my mind. And so is space jam into those. No, as much as, <laughs> as much as the millennial in me loves like, so here's the thing. Michael Jordan is so bad at the original space jam. Like he just can't <laughs> act. And I also really bugs me that they try and make me believe Michael Jordan was living in like a four bedroom townhouse in the mid nineties. Like really? He's just living in this little normal looking house with his family. Hell no. That dude had so much money. He was living in some crazy mansion. Like at least with the new space jam, <laughs> they don't try and make me believe LeBron is a normal guy. Like it's very, obvious he's LeBron from the beginning of it I don't know if you've seen it it's it it's probably a funnier movie just because LeBron is funnier like there's a really great joke where like right. the beginning he's talking to his son and his other son's behind him and he just goes man don't try that you know I got full court vision while his son is standing behind him and it's just such a dumb joke but it was just he's he's a funny charming guy I'm not surprised he can kind of yeah. act but I'd say yeah, for uh, me, uh, uh, too Two things that Michael Gordon Jordan was not, by the way, funny and charming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I, I was going to say an actor and a baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well done, well done. So, what's your movie? So, so yeah, what would you go? It wouldn't be Teen Wolf, right? Wouldn't be Teen Wolf. Wouldn't be Air Bud <laughs> or Like Mike. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'd say it's either White Men Can't Jump or, or Love and Basketball. Good just, choice. Yeah, those yeah, are just because those yeah. are both phenomenal movies on top of like Hoosiers is a great basketball movie. It's not a great movie when you think about it. Those two are great. Yeah. And then the other one I want to give a shout out to is the basketball diaries. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. We should have talked about that. Yeah, that's that, that, that well, that and, and a lot of times. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said a lot of times, you know, when you get outside of just a straight narrative story and it's a documentary or whatnot, that's how you can get so many in the category because there's lots of basketball in particular has lots of document like, you know, uh, hoop dreams and things of that nature, which are really good movies, but not in the traditional sense. In, exactly. in terms of you know what the story that you're looking for, the championship drive and things of that nature. I, I um, think. Uh, how about ice hockey? Ice hockey, uh, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I get it. Okay, that's good. I, I actually would, would would you know Slapshot and Miracle are are great. I'd probably give a shout out to Mystery Alaska. Believe it or not, I think Russell Crowe was was the star of that, and it, they're playing pond hockey. It was a good movie. Gordon Bombay. That was his character. Gordon Bombay. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I just, I had to, I had to remember it because I just had to remember that. It was bugging me too much. <laughs> it's been stuck on my head for a time. How about, um, originally. car racing? So car, car racing is tough. I have to, I really, I want to say Rush. Rush was one of those movies that, because Rush also got me into starting to watch F1. And I've really enjoyed watching, starting to follow Formula One. And that's something that's becoming bigger and bigger in America. Um, as far as racing, though, I think the team aspect, it makes it very interesting compared to stock car racing. Um, and I, it was just such yep. an interesting movie that I had, I think what had that advantage over a lot of the other movies. It was such an interesting movie about like history that I had never heard of before. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I I would put that number one for me also. Um, I, I and and I would probably put Days of Thunders just above Ford versus Ferrari, but I really like Ford versus Ferrari also. Um, I mean, we didn't talk much about horse racing. So uh, any any in there that you know? Sea Biscuit. I remember we went to go see Sea Biscuit in theaters. I think I think yeah. that might have been a Christmas Eve movie for us one year. That was a really good movie. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree. And and that's that, that's a, a lot about I like it's about horse racing, too. And so is Secretariat, whereas you take a movie like Hidalgo was with Viggo Mortensen. And yes. it's about this race across the, the desert. And that was a very good movie. And it was about horse racing, but just not about track racing. Right. You know, when you think of horse racing movies, you're thinking they're going around the oval. Exactly. Uh, and, and this was certainly not that. So um, and, and the day at the races by the Marx Brothers should get an honorable uh, mention, too. Because that's, that's, that's going that's way still, back. Um, almost, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about you know, uh, uh, 85 years ago. I mean, that's pretty cool that uh, that movie still is is relevant. Um, okay, and how about um, your top golf movie? You talked about it a little bit. Yeah, uh, man, this is tough. Like personally, for me, just because as much as I've seen probably my top three, I kind of have to go with Happy Gilmore because that was like my golf movie. And as an Adam Sandler fan, it was really fun. <laughs> Even if it's dumb as I, hell, I really like. I'm I, and I'm glad they didn't do a sequel, right? They didn't. They didn't come back and try to do Happy I, Gilmore too. It's something I have a lot of respect for Sandler for is that he, while he does churn out an unbelievable number of movies, he's never kind of gone back to cash in and do like Billy Madison two or Happy Gilmore two. Like <laughs> those wouldn't be good movies, and I'm glad he's never done something. Or instead of eight crazy nights, now he's going to do nine crazy nights. Oh. <laughs> But what what he did do is he he was in the remake of The Longest Yard, which was not a great movie when Burt Reynolds was in it, you know, way back well, when the original. Burt Reynolds and I both thought, of them. Oh, this is in both of course. You're right. You're right. Um, but I thought I thought 
actually, I like the second longest yard, and I thought Adam Sandler did a, a for a guy who is decidedly does not look like a football player. I think he did a pretty good job. He did a pretty, and they brought in they they made that an entertaining movie, and I think it was always I I always will love the fact that they had Bill Romanowski as the jackass guard that was the bad evil linebacker on the other team i'm like that is a very very accurate chastity choice good job <laughs> so they, they've only made 27 wrestling movies and and uh, i don't know if we talked about the mickey rourke movie the wrestler which was a disturbing movie and one that you kind of like came out of going wow um i don't that's know if quite i want to watch but that there, again. there are a few but i'm glad yeah, I watched you should it. you should the, yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I remember, you know, there was a there's a cult following for Vision Quest with Matthew Modine that came out, which was just really not a good movie. Uh, but it's just it was the only wrestling movie for a really long time. And then uh, Steve Carell was the, the wrestling coach in Foxcatcher, which was also a very disturbing movie. <laughs> Yeah, and that that was one where I think that the, the most important impressive thing to me about Foxcatcher was that every, that was sort of everybody waking up and being like, oh, Steve Carell could actually act like this guy's a really yeah, good yeah. actor. Like he's not just a funny guy. Yeah, yeah. there was, a, you know, That's, we've been uh, talking about movies for a while. There was one thing I did want to bring up that we haven't talked about yet, and that is fake sport movies. So movies about sports, they don't actually exist. So uh, okay. an obvious example about this is rollerball. <laughs> yeah. Sport doesn't exist. And there's been multiple rollerball movies. And I, I'd like to think of one that was sort of, it is potentially one of the dumbest movies I've ever watched. And it is very funny, but it is in a complete piece of trash cinema. And that is Basketball by Matt Parker and Trey Stone, <laughs> which was... Oh, God, that was horrible. It's such a dumb movie. But you're like, it's a fake sport movie. It is a sports movie. It is about a dumb sport these two idiots made up. But it's a sports movie. I, 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 I was just... thinking when we when, when, about that. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I, I was thinking that Running Man with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, is that a sports movie? It's, it's a bizarre movie, but an interesting premise. I think it's interesting when you start getting away from the traditional definitions of a sports movie and you're just like, well, it's a competition, you know, and then, you, of course, you have movies right. that are just, you know, it's named like a sports movie, but it's most definitely not like Marathon Man. That that is not a sports movie, but it sounds like one. <laughs> right, right. Perfect. That's exactly right. It is not. A sports movie, not in any way. Not so, a, um, but it sounds like I one. guess we should, um, you know, we should, you know, think about, you know, now we got to go back to baseball, and 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 we're gonna, you know, do an episode, drop an episode in a couple of weeks, um, and and I kind of feel like, you know, well, I'm not sure what we're gonna talk about, so uh, maybe we'll go back to talking about baseball movies, um, or or maybe we'll, you know, come up with another topic if these guys actually get this thing done. Yeah, well, I mean, or if anybody out there has, you know, any interesting sports movies ideas or topics you'd like to hear us talk about, just send us a message, tweet at us, leave a comment on any episode. We'd love to hear if anybody has any great ideas so do you think um they will play opening day as scheduled or not yes i do yeah because if, if anything i almost see the because because just to go i think we've had this conversation in the past but i almost see this as the player's way of leveraging themselves out of having to do spring training i don't think <laughs> The play- an, I don't I, I, we did talk about that I don't know if I buy that well it's only I, because like that, I understood I, the purpose for spring training in the past when guys literally had to come back from the offseason and get back into playing shape 
they don't need to do that. These guys are all in perfect playing shape year round, pretty much. So like, do only really... for the only for the pitchers though. The pitchers and only for the pitchers arms. because. Right, right. You got to stretch it out. You know, pitchers don't go much more than five innings. Well, you know, they don't go much more than five innings anymore. Anyway, it used to be they would go five innings in early season games and try to stretch it out to seven, eight and nine as the season went on. I guess I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth because that doesn't really happen anymore either. So I don't even know why you need spring training at that case. And now if you have a five inning start. Well, I. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess, um, uh, yeah, I feel like you, I, I, I keep convincing myself and I, I hope I'm not wrong that these guys aren't so stupid as they're going to mess it up. But, you know, uh, I guess it's possible. I really not with so many young, exciting players in baseball right now with such a good season that we had last season, which was really when you look at it, despite the Mets being the Mets. It was a really great baseball season. There was a ton of really young, exciting new players. And the year after you have breakout seasons from Vlad Guerrero Jr., from Shohei Otani, to then ruin that with a strike just seems so short-sighted by baseball that I just can't see them doing it. And I'm very confident we'll be playing baseball this year. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at Almost Cool.